Hey, listen, we have an exciting night tonight. I know that you're going to be blessed, you're going to be really well informed, and you're also going to be encouraged. And uh, so let's just get going. And uh, what I'd like to do is invite my guest up right now, uh, Pastor Tim Thompson. Uh, Tim, thank you very much. This is going to be great. This is our church. As you know, you're doing church like we're doing church. Yeah. This is it. Uh, this is what we're doing these days. And we have exciting things. In fact, you have some real exciting things to tell everybody. Very exciting uh, things. Lots of things going because on. Because of things <laughs> that you've been involved in, uh, you've been leading the charge for so many churches, including for myself. And um, well, some churches are not liking what you are doing. We're going to get into that in just a few minutes. Um, this is what I want to talk about tonight with you. Um, we're like-minded. For sure. Which has really helped us to connect well um, and uh we want to move forward, and uh, so we're moving forward. Uh, we have questions on what is ID 2020? Is it the mark of the beast? I want to tackle that one tonight because people are really getting worried. They're hearing more and more about ID 2020, and they're thinking, if I get vaccinated, I get this identification that Bill Gates is talking about. Uh, it, it, is that it? So we're going to talk about the mark of the beast um, and uh, several other things that we have going on tonight. Uh, we're definitely going to get into our freedom. And we're going to get into the order of events. Jesus said there would be distress of nations. And I would say we're in distress right now. Jesus said men's hearts will fail them from the fear of what's coming upon the planet. Uh, that is what's happening now. Jesus said when these things begin to pass, look up for your redemption draws near. But then from there we just go into a whole lot of other scriptures because our hope is in the word of God. So uh, let's get going. Let me pray. I also got a couple of announcements. Let me pray first. Right. Lord, we thank you for this opportunity. We pray for your glory, your ministering. Uh, we pray that you would uh, encourage all those who watch this, those who are watching right now live. And we pray, Lord, for those who will watch it later, uh, that they will be encouraged, well-informed. For those who disagree, Lord, we ask that you would Give them a heart and mind that's willing to listen to the facts and things that we lay out tonight, and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. A couple of things i got to take care of first. Housekeeping, of course. Um, listen, I want to uh, just mention this right off the bat. Starting next Sunday evening, we're going to be going live at 4 o'clock. This is live, in case you're wondering. At 5 o'clock here on the Pacific Coast, we're going to be live at 4 p.m. on the Pacific Coast. If you're watching from New York City right now, that puts you at 7 o'clock uh, for next week instead of 8 o'clock, so it's probably going to work out a little bit better for people on the East Coast. 4 o'clock here, we also plan on keeping that 4 o'clock time, assuming we're able to gather back together as a church again, which we're going to talk about here in a few minutes. So it's 4 o'clock beginning next Sunday uh, evening, and then also I uh, have a podcast that I'm going to be doing with James Cadiz. It's going to start this week. Uh, we're going to start rolling it out on Wednesday, then again on Friday, and next week it'll be Monday, Wednesday, and Friday as we'll be doing these things. Uh, so James Cadiz, that's going to be exciting. Many of you already know who he is. If you don't, you can Google him. And then James also will be my guest here next Sunday night. You know James, you just, James is awesome. you, you just throw a match and, and let him burn, <laughs> and he just takes it from there. So we have a lot of exciting things that are coming up. And also I want to mention this. I want to thank you for your giving. I want to thank you for your prayers. And uh, this ministry on Sunday nights is funded by those who watch online and those who give. And I can't encourage you enough. 
uh, the help uh, to, to help us out in the uh, continued ministering of uh, this ministry here on Sunday nights with Hope for Our Times and moving forward and doing all that we can. And you can give online. And you can also uh, give uh, through, you can go to my website, hopeforourtimes.com, and there's a giving place there. Uh, if you're on the website now, you can see it, uh, and you can also find it through the email. If you're there on Facebook, you can find it there too. And we want to welcome our Facebook viewers. We, we haven't done this on Facebook yet. This is the first, first night, huh? Sunday night awesome. we've ever been live on Great. Facebook. We've been doing live on YouTube for quite some time, live on Facebook. So welcome to the Facebook audience. Welcome to you wherever you are in the world. Okay, that's enough of me talking. So are you ready? I'm, I'm ready. You know, uh, just to uh, dovetail yeah. off of something you already said, this, this, um, the fact that there's people tuning in, I can't tell you what a blessing it's been for me over the years, being able to tune into this program. Um, as you know, three and a half years of me tuning in Wednesday morning for your updates, every Sunday night for uh, a prophecy teaching. And uh, I know so many people who are blessed by this. I know many of you watching are blessed by this. And, and, and I myself, three and a half years before I ever even met him, um, tuning in and getting real information, getting the Bible that's not twisted and tried to say what people want it to say, but what it says. And it's such, there's such a thirst for this right now Amen. in our nation and in the world. So thank you. Amen. I, I forgot about that. I remember when I met you, you said you've been watching. I've gone, watching me? And, yeah. then, and then it was great, but it's just been such a great relationship. Yeah. And we have some other brothers that are also like-minded that uh, we're learning about that we're able to link arms with and move forward. People need need these things, and there's so few in the big picture that are talking about these things. Right. Obviously, uh, Jack Hibbs uh, and J.D. over in Hawaii and some others that look at this and think, uh, and then we have some some new new guys that are coming on board with us mm -hmm. too, which is, is so exciting. James, of course. Um, so this is great. Just great having you here. And Tim is, is kind of a brilliant person. This is great. I get to bring really smart people on this. And, and it makes me sound smarter just because you guys are all smart. I hope my mother's watching right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm brilliant. <laughs> my, dad, my dad's watching and he's thinking, you're right, you've never been smart, but your guests are brilliant. <laughs> all right, so here's the scoop. We're going to get into the mark of the beast. We're going to get into what is ID 2020, whether or not people are receiving the mark of the beast. We have some earthquakes and volcanoes I want to talk about too. Right. Uh, there's wars and rumors of wars. But right now, this is going to help people to get you and get where you're coming from. Okay. You're here in California. Uh, you're about uh, 45 minutes from me. Your church is. Right. You're a 412 church, uh, and, and uh, uh, we're partners in church. And you said you want to do church. And uh, so you actually filed a complaint with uh, Riverside County here in Southern California, because they, uh, and you wanted to do drive-in church. So I want to ask you this. You, ha you have a mind to, that I, I believe someone who says, wait a minute, I'm concerned that my freedoms are being taken away. Um, so I want to talk about why is it that you have taken the fight to Riverside County? And uh, what is it that you actually did? Mm -hmm. Because you really are a forerunner in this and setting the pace for other people, even like me. Yeah, well, you know, I, I take a look at Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25. Um, you guys know it well. It says, not to forsake the gathering or the assembly of ourselves together, as is the manner of some. But what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to assemble together. We're supposed to spur one another on. Why? 
because we're supposed to do that, especially as we see the day approach. Yeah. Capital D, the day of the Lord. We know that Jesus is coming back. We just yeah. celebrated his first coming, his first resurrection. Um, and now we're looking forward to him returning. And so as we see that day approaching, and it's approaching very, very fast, um, we're supposed to be spurring each other on. And that comes by us assembling ourselves together. And I have this deeply rooted desire to interpret that scripture very literally the way god wrote it down in the original greek it's episunagoge which is this word that means assembling together in one place and so i, I thought i want to do that i want to assemble together in one place why because there's certain things we can do together in one place that we can't really do apart we really can't hold baptisms when we're mm -hmm. apart we can't hold communion in my mind properly uh one bread um together having communion and so I, I thought, you know, we've got to be able to come together. There's something very strong that happens when the body comes together, wherever two or more are gathered. The Lord's right there in the presence. Accountability takes place when we come together. And so I have so many reasons why I, I feel it's very important biblically for the church to be together in one place. And on the onset of this whole coronavirus thing, there were some pastors that said, hey, listen, you know, it's only going to be a couple weeks. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what we were being told. Uh, but now this is, especially here in California, we're being told this is going to go on for months. And so right away, uh, I took the position of, well, we're not going to not assemble together. We're going to come together, but we're going to follow all the rules. Um, and as many of you know, the rules have changed. It's been very fluid as this time has gone on. First, they're telling us masks don't help. Then they said, oh, no, no, wait, mask help. You got to wear a mask. In fact, wear one everywhere when you're in the shower or whatever you're doing, mask on your face, you know. And so we, we've been just kind of like following these trends of what we're supposed to do, but all the while finding ways to assemble together. And drive-in service was just a, a natural for us. It was yeah. just that easy, easy right. way. Hey, we're still at church. We're next to each other, but we're, we've got a shield. We've got windshields yeah. separating so, us. So with that, a lot of people that are watching probably haven't heard of a drive-in church. They probably heard about this crazy pastor from California who's been doing something different. Uh, there was a lawsuit that was filed against the state of California that was different pastors. Uh, that wasn't you. Right. Uh, you have one that was specifically with Riverside County because Riverside County Health Department said not going to happen. Uh, in fact, Riverside County said you can't even meet with 10 people within your own, uh, within a group anymore. Right. And, um, and so with your drive-in church, um, you had a drive-in church on Easter. They eased the restrictions for that one day. Right. You were the one that was that was saying, we're going to do this, and, and you found a, a place, a big parking lot that was going to allow you to do it. If the county agreed, they agreed, so you went for it. So describe to people exactly how that works so they can wrap, and other pastors yeah. watch this too, right. and it might help them out also. Yeah, well, you know, like I said, we started the drive-in services right away, real simple, drive up to the church, you know, Get, kind of like a drive-in movie. Right, like a drive-in movie. Like drive all drive-in theaters right. from way back. Okay. Right, so we're doing a live stream because there are some people who are like, hey, I'm good, I'm staying in my home, I'm, I've got, you know, I'm immune deficient or I'm elderly and I'm, whatever the case is, lots of people have reasons they're staying home. That's, that's great. Um, but for those of us that, that are healthy and we wanted to get out and we wanted to be together, uh, we said, hey, let's just drive up. Let's get up in the morning on Sunday morning. Let's show our kids that getting up on Sunday morning and going to church is still a priority for us. We might not get out of the car and go inside, but we're there together with everyone else. We were doing that and everything was great. And, and we go, okay, Easter's coming up. 
we got to go big. We got, you know, this is a big day. This is a holy day. Uh, it's an important, the most important day for us as Christians where we celebrate the resurrection. I mean, without the resurrection, what is Christianity? It all hinges on that, the fact that he's going to come back, raise us from the dead. Those of us who are alive and remain, we get raptured up. I mean, this is incredible stuff. And so we said, this is the big day. And we called Reading Cinemas, which is a movie theater right there in Marietta. They were so wonderful. They were, they were so easy to work with. And they, they said, this is a great outreach to the community. Of course, we want to let you use our parking lot in the front of our building. And, and um, they said, the one thing is we just want to make sure that the city says it's okay. All right. So we, uh, I called one of the uh, council members that I know personally, and I said, hey, we want to do this. And he goes, I'll get back to you. Let me, let me check with the city manager. City manager said, well, I need to check with the county board of health. They got back to us, wrote us a letter, said, sorry, not going to happen. You're not in compliance. Now, that was a frustration for us. So, okay, we're not in compliance sitting in our cars. And we, we proposed a lot of things to them. We said, we'll be in our cars. We'll be every other space. So there's at least 10 feet in between each car. We'll make everybody roll their windows up and, and crack them at the most three inches. We'll have a medical doctor on site supervising everything that we do to make sure that we're above board and we're doing everything healthy. Um, we're going to have you know, all these, these yeah. things that we put into place that, that are above and beyond anything else that we see in California. And of course they said no. So they're telling us that we can't do it, all the while the drive-in theater, the movie theater was still open and running. Um, abortion clinics open and running, pot dispensaries open and running, liquor stores open and running. We're like, how can these things be open and yet the church yeah. can't. Yeah. So we, we got together with Advocates for Faith and Freedom and we wrote them a demand letter. Yeah. So, and then Riverside County. So they said, okay, you can meet on Easter. Right. So you, you met on Easter, had a great service. People parked their cars. I still want to get to how you pass germs from one car to another. <laughs> we we got to get over this. I'm still trying to figure that out myself. Okay, so yeah. after that happened, then Riverside County came back this past week like Monday or whenever it was, and said, okay, that happened yesterday, but now you can't meet again right. on a Sunday. Right. So this past week, um, you went back to Riverside County again. Right. What we did was we had the same law firm, uh, Advocates for Faith and Freedom, uh, had their attorneys write another letter, a demand letter to the county, and said, listen, here's the constitutional reasons that this church should be allowed to do this. Not only this church, but any church in Riverside County that wants to. And so we're giving you till this time to change your, your health orders to allow for drive-in theaters. If you don't, then we are going to move forward with a lawsuit. And so they changed? It just kind of happened. Okay. They changed after yeah. that. So well, I yeah. look at this. Okay, so this, and you had a church today, which was great. And by the way, for our church, what we're going to do is uh, this Sunday, we've got some dynamics with tech issues, uh, but we have some dynamics. So this coming Sunday, a week from today, we're going to have our 8 o'clock service online, our, our second service. We have three services Sunday morning. Our uh, second service, we're going to tell people, hey, uh, in fact, this is the official announcement. You can come and do church in our parking lot uh, this Sunday, just like Tim is. Uh, so, Pastor Tim is. So, we're going to do that here at 412 in San Jacinto a uh, week from today. I'm excited about it. That'll be the 945 service for those of you who are familiar with it. And the same thing, we've got to uh, apply, uh, uh, abide by the rules. Uh, we want to do that. We, we're not interested in making people sick, which I want to get right. to too. Uh, but how is it, I, I'm asking people, how is it that uh, you could be inside of a car, 10 feet away is another car, everybody's got their windows rolled up, how are you passing diseases back and forth? 
I don't get it. You know, there's absolutely no logic that makes any sense. I, I even heard in San Diego, I have some family that lives down there, that, that if you live next to a park, you can walk through a park, but you're not allowed to sit under a tree. I'm thinking, where do these insane laws, rules yeah. come from? How is it that you pass a disease from a car to a car, but you can go to a parking lot at Costco, and, and the disease has suddenly stopped passing? Right. You, know, you look at this, and you go, these things absolutely, they make no sense, but at the same time, we have a couple of different things. In Romans chapter 1, the Bible does tell us that those professing to be wise, God says, I'll make them look like fools. And you look at these rules, you're going, and then Isaiah tells us, about, talks about the time when right will be wrong and wrong will be right. I didn't realize how right and wrong things could be. And so now we have abortion clinics, our essential business. By the way, I came across this quote the other day uh, in... Um, I believe it's uh, five of the states abortion clinics were not considered essential. So they're closed. Praise God for those states. Praise God for those. <laughs> that means in 90% of the states of the, in the United States are saying abortion is essential, but worshiping Jesus is not. Right. So worshiping Molech, you know, the God that the, the, the uh, Israelites would sacrifice their babies on in the Old Testament, worshiping Molech is important in 90%, essential in 90% of, of America. Mm -hmm. Essential right. to do that. And having communion in the memory of Jesus is not. And you read, a, or you quoted a verse, I'm going to read it word for word, New King James, All right. Hebrews chapter 10, because I think it's so important. Let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, which we're encouraging people to do. We all are. I think all pastors are saying, look, watch out for your neighbor, the elderly, whoever it is, friends, family, watch out for one another. We all are saying that. And then, this, this is the Bible, not, and this is what you're talking about, not forsaking the assembling or the meeting of ourselves together, but exhorting one another and so much more as you see the day approaching. So here it is, we talk about Bible prophecy all the time, watch for the signs, all of a sudden we're told here, as you see the day approaching, even more so. Right. You need to meet together, even more so. And, and I'm watching, listen, I, I, I read the same things you read. And I'm reading all these comments uh, against people like you mm -hmm. and, um, that have had drive-in church or petitioning saying, we want to do church. And I'm watching comments coming from other church members and churches saying how appalling, you just want to make people sick. Uh, you've read those things. Oh, yeah. yeah. How, do you, how, how do you respond to these things? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Neither did um, I. No. I wanted to, and I thought, it's, yeah. but I'm not gonna, it's not going to go anywhere. Yeah, well, I, I try to respond when I can see somebody's open to, to having dialogue about it, and, and they're really wanting to understand the truth of why we're doing this, then yeah, I, I, I engage with them. But there's some people that they're, they're not wanting that dialogue. They just want to throw a verse at you and, and walk away yeah. and yeah. feel like, like they've done their... Yeah, you have to take a shot. It's yeah. easy to do that sitting behind a phone or... Or laptop or something like right. that all right so i mean there's a lot of them i mean it's just it really is absurd you just want to worship the lord have your windows up you're not making people sick right you're not bringing disease back into the neighborhood right uh, 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 but I, i'm very concerned about this uh, i want to talk also about our freedoms but let me ask you this uh, romans chapter 13 you have people and i'm sure a lot of people that are watching this are going to be familiar with the passage basically yeah. But Romans chapter 13 talks about uh, the government and um, 
what the purpose of the government is. Right. So there are people who, I'll let you read it when you get there, uh, there's people who are coming against you and saying, hey, you're not submissive to the government, you're supposed to be a good pastor, therefore you're a bad pastor, to the point where you're a bad Christian because you don't love your neighbor, you're going to make them sick by bringing home coronavirus to right. your neighborhood because you gathered every... Uh, you, you look at these things, yeah. these arguments. Romans chapter 13, what does it say, and, and, and where, where's your position on this with what you're doing? Yeah, well, thanks for asking that because I'm sure a lot of people watching this are going, yeah, why is he doing that? Why didn't he just submit and just... Do the online like everybody's doing. Um, here's, here's what Romans 13 says. I'm going to read from New King James as well. Uh, it says in verse 1 of Romans chapter 13, Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God, and those who resist will, be, uh, will bring judgment on themselves. For rulers are not a terror to do good works, but to evil. Um, do you want to be unafraid of the authority? Do what is good, and you have promise of the same. For he who is, uh, sorry, for he is God's minister to you for good. But if you do evil, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain. For he is God's minister and avenger to execute wrath on him who practices evil. And so, you know, I've had a lot of people use this verse, and they're saying, hey, this is what it says. You're resisting the authorities. God's put those authorities in place. Um, and, and I say to that, well, I agree that, yeah, I'm supposed to do that. So when I drive down the road, you know, I'm going to make sure that I, I keep within the speed limit to the best of my ability. All these things to be a good citizen. Um, but we look at the, the purpose of government clearly here is to punish wrongdoers. Um, and what we're seeing right now in the state of California and states across our nation is the releasing of wrongdoers that that people who like right now um, several different jurisdictions in the state of california their whole idea of how to respond to calls is if 911 dispatch gets a call instead of dispatching let's say somebody's robbing somebody has robbed you they they call up hey 911 what's your emergency oh, i was robbed well is the person there right now well no they they robbed me and left Oh, well, sorry, you're just going to have to call our non-emergency line and make a report over the phone. We're not sending anyone out. And then when they do arrest somebody, well, just let them go because, you know, we have overcrowding. We don't want to cause coronavirus spread. And they have all the reasons for letting the criminals back out. But then we also have to take a look at balancing out the word of God. Because so many people will take one verse, throw it out there. They don't know the context of it, first of all. But second of all, they haven't read the rest of Scripture. They don't look at the examples biblically. Daniel was a man who was under the authority of the king, uh, multiple kings in his lifetime. He was very respectful to the kings that he worked for. He always was upfront and honest with them, told them the truth, was a good citizen. In fact, their nation, that nation of, of Babylon, uh, that empire, succeeded very well because of Daniel's influence and his involvement in the government. They did really well and for a while until <laughs> they fell. Um, but they fell because of their own uh -huh. sin. But Daniel's involvement, he was... He was a great citizen for them and did very well. However, when the authorities told him to sin against his God, he didn't sin against his God. He resisted that authority. They said, you're not supposed to pray to anyone except for the king for, for this, this amount of time. And he said, okay, well, let me get back to my house. And he opens up the windows so everyone can see him. He faces himself towards Jerusalem, and he gets down on his face. He prays three times that day, as was his custom since he was young. And that, some people will say, well, you know, Pastor Tim, that's Old Testament. Okay, well, let me take you to the New Testament. 
where Peter was doing some incredible things in the name of Jesus Christ. The authorities there, appointed by God, um, the, the authorities said, don't do this in Jesus' name. And what did Peter say? Oh, well, I've got to submit to the authorities, and I, just, I, I guess I won't do things in Jesus' name anymore. Well, no, that's not what he yeah. said. Far be it for me to be afraid of you more than I'm afraid of yeah. God. And, and we have to fear God in these things, and we have to understand these attacks are going to come. And you know, people are going to say, oh, well, you just want to kill people. And my response is, listen, an integral part of being a Christian is the love for life. Yeah. We don't want to kill anybody. We just want to adhere to God's word. We take this thing right here very, very seriously, and we want to live it out to the best of our ability. None of us is mm -hmm. perfect, but, but we want to live this out. Amen. And look at that with Peter. In fact, I just taught that. We ought to obey God rather than men. And that was a threat against Peter. So what yeah. are we going to do? We're going to trust God, and we're going to do what God tells us to do. And, and it's, we're in a, an environment to live out the Bible. Was, and Christians are not used to having to, living out, have to live out the Bible. Um, especially not in America. Especially not, especially not here. Yeah. You know, so you look at it. Yeah, but, but now we actually have an opportunity to. And this isn't about rebellion. I'm watching all right. kinds of rebellions. There's people that are doing all kinds of crazy stuff you know, th that's out there. This is just, I want to worship God. Right. We are told in the Old Testament, corporately worship God. In the New Testament, we corporately worship God. It's, it's the same thing. So as it was for Daniel to pray, it is to the church to gather together and to pray and to worship God. That's what God's Word says. Do do not forsake doing this, especially as the day approaches. And, and you look, you go, people are telling you don't even petition the, the, the county of Riverside. And you did. You, so you're not, even, you're not breaking any laws by even doing it. But you're looking at this and going, you know what? This is about worshiping the Lord and, and um, my need to be obedient to, to what he tells me to do. Right. And uh, Daniel, so, uh, so it's fantastic. Okay, now I, I saw another question on one of those blogs about people like you, um, pastors like you, and it, it said, uh, we need to shelter at home, stop saying you need to get in your car and, and do this drive-in church stuff, and uh, uh, throughout, the, throughout the entire Bible, uh, people had to shelter at home and they weren't able to go to church. And I thought, I wanted to enter into that, and start, it, was, it was many times, and I want to say, what are the many, apart from Egypt, on the night that, the, that death came to all of uh, the houses in Egypt who didn't have the, the blood of the lamb on their door, I wanted to say, well, where, where were the other times that uh, throughout the history of the Bible where, where God's people were told to shelter at home while a plague was coming? And um, I don't know, maybe you know of some. I, I, no. I, I'm, I don't remember them either. Yeah. I know plagues came, but I don't remember sheltering at home and not worshiping God right. and not gathering together. Uh, apart from the plague in Egypt, and that was one night. In fact, the right. next night they had total freedom. Right. The next day they had total freedom. Right. So I look at that and go, eh, I, I, I just don't buy that as, a, uh, as, a, as an argument. Right. Uh, but I see these things, and, and, and here's this, Tim, and this is, this is, is what really, really uh, bothers me. Um, we have a Nazi Germany. We have this comment. Uh, Dr. Andy Woods have posted this. You've probably seen it. The Nazis had a phrase which covered all abuses by the state. I do not have to say this in German. Maybe you do. Fuhr, ihr, sir. Yeah, yeah. somebody knows yeah. German knows how to say yeah. that. Um, uh, here it is in English. It's for your safety. The Nazis had a phrase which covered all abuses by the state. This is for your safety. 
Um, and that is what we are hearing. And, and, and what's alarming to me is that, and our freedoms are being eliminated, we're watching them go away. What makes, this, this is what's puzzling to me. What makes people think that once the government takes away certain freedoms, they're just going to give them back to you? Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm, you know, look, look at it this way. Uh, we live in a state that likes to raise taxes every chance they get. One of the highest tax states in the union. All right. So we're told, well, this tax will pay for this. I remember years ago, this tax will pay for this, and then, then you don't have to worry about it anymore. You won't be taxed. Those taxes never go away. Never. Do you remember you know. when the lottery started in California? You're mm -hmm. much younger I than do. me. Yeah. Okay. The lottery started in California. All the money was going to go to schools. I don't know where that money goes, but I don't think any of it goes to schools. Maybe 1% so they can say it does. So you look, you go, okay, so our freedoms are going to be, they're, they're going away. Right now they are. Right. Um, and right now is the freedom to worship. Here's an, another one. Uh, this is from uh, Benjamin Franklin said, those who would give up essential liberty to purchase a little temporary safety deserve neither liberty nor safety. So you look at that and you think, okay, the people who gave their lives for our freedoms um, through all the different things. Look, I'm not interested in people getting sick, right. but I do believe that we can worship at least in our car. And to say you can't even you can't even do this in your car, right? And that's what we were looking for was just a common sense approach. And, and it's a it's amazing to me how many people won't look at that as a common sense approach. So we we can get in our cars, we can drive to a grocery store, we can get out of our cars, get into a building that's filled with other people, stand in line at a grocery store, buy food, take it off the shelves where somebody else touched it and put it on the shelves. Now we're touching it and. And we're bringing this back to our house. Yeah. How are we in less danger doing that than we are in our cars at a worship service? Yeah. I'm looking for common sense approach. And not even get out of your car. Right, but, but the fact is people are, are they're starting to, we're starting to see that people are falling under a supernatural work of delusion in their lives. And, and this has been unfolding over the, the course of our lives. We've seen this where God is starting to, unveil what he's what he's up to and we're starting to see it because that's the only thing that can explain some of the things that we're seeing in our society yeah in fact the bible is in uh it's a passage i like to quote because i can't explain it any other way than what you just said this delusion and it, it says this second thessalonians chapter two the coming of the lawless one that's the antichrist uh, is according to the working of satan with all power signs and lying wonders and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might not be saved. Because they totally rejected Jesus. They didn't want, uh, they didn't want to believe that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. They did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. For this reason, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie. And you look, you go, some of the things that, that people are believing it really, I, I, it's not just about this. I mean, there are so many different things that I've heard over the last several years. You get into transgenderism and some of these things where we have 50 different genders. Well, where do you get this from? You know, these are attacks on the Word of God because God, you go all the way back to Genesis in the beginning, male and female, he made them. Same thing with the first marriage, uh, Adam and Eve. You know, you start looking at these things and if you say anything against it, you say the Bible's right. I, I know what this interview tonight's going to cause. It's going to cause problems for you. 
and some for me, but so be it. We, we have the word of God. And there's so much delusion that's out there. You, you think, how, how can going outside of your house, you hear in some areas, you can't even leave your house right. without, and you're going to, where's this? But it's for your safety. It's, it's for your safety. Yeah. You know, Edmund Burke said, if we don't study history, we're doomed to repeat it. And one of the things we saw in that time frame where they were telling them it's for your safety is we saw Jews starting to rat out other Jews. And, and they were incentivized to do this. And look at where we're at today. Here in Riverside County, where you and I live, they've created an app. Here's the, they've created an app so we can tattletale on one another. So we can take pictures with our phone, find people that are breaking, they're outside with out a mask or whatever and or they're at a church service and we can go up and take pictures of their their license plate numbers take pictures of who they are send it in and tattletale on each other and some of the people that are doing this are flying the banner of christianity mm-hmm. turning in other believers for worshiping god yeah it's, it's it's that is shocking to a whole bunch of people right now to think there's an app like this this is the reality of the world that we live in let's right. let's go back about a year let's just go back a few months we don't have to go back a year we were talking about the social credit system in China right. and how binding it was and how every dictator in the world is going to want a social credit system like China has because then you're able, to, uh, you're able to restrict people's movements. They can only live in certain neighborhoods. Uh, people can rat out their neighbor. Um, if, you're in good, if, if you speak in favor of what the state says, your social credit score goes up if you speak against a, a conversation like this very bad in china right right then your social credit goes down you become a bad citizen here's the problem this without it being the official social credit system has transferred to america just with social graces right social um without without any need for the government to have tracking devices on you it's happening because the government's able to say, or certain city governments and county governments or state governments are getting to that point of saying, rat out your neighbor, which is exactly what Hitler did. Right. It's exactly what Hitler did. And there's people out there that are saying, we are absolutely crazy. I'm telling you, this is the direction that this is going. And right. I know it's going this way for the same reason you do. We know what the Bible says. And over and over, Tim, we have warned people, and we have a f- other friends, a few other friends, that have been warning people, 800 signs regarding the second coming of Christ. And warning people, and I've been warning people for 25 years uh, about uh, the uh, biblical prophetic signs and warning them. And you've been warning them for a long time. And you look at this, and now it's like God is shouting and say, look, we need to wake up and see what's happening. We don't know when Jesus is going to call his people home. Uh, but I look at it and I think uh, we live in remarkable days, but people really need to wake up. To think an app developed. I, there's a lot of governors right now that want that app. Oh, I'm sure. Out of our county. Right. And I'm thinking, right. rat out your neighbor because they didn't have a mask on. I, and by the way, I saw a video the other day. I think you saw it too. Maybe you sent it to me. It was a video of masks that, are being, that were being made in India, right? Oh, and there's. And they're, on they're on the floor. Oh, my they're gosh. They're dirty. Yeah. It's filthy. And you're looking at them just being mass-produced. These things were filthy. These get shipped, and they're telling you to put these on your face. I'm right. thinking there's about a million other diseases inside those masks. <laughs> I'm thinking, it's so. and then now, you, you already mentioned a few weeks ago we were told don't wear the mask. Right. In some cases it's more harmful 
and now you're told you can't even leave your house without wearing one. Right. So you look at this and you go, wow, what in the world is really going on? To me, there it seems there's a, 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 an underlying, there, there's, there's some kind of authority that's behind this. There's got to be. Well, there's that's a globalist movement behind it for sure. Especially when we look at, at you know, Agenda 2030 and we, you know, we look at what's going on, there's definitely a globalist mindset. And we know this. The Bible told us that the spirit of Antichrist is already here. It's already at work. Uh, we see that everywhere we look around. The, the spirit of Antichrist is very much at work, very alive and well, and, and, and influencing all these different aspects of our lives. And the whole hope is to rule the entire world in one day. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. It is, it is going to happen, right. and we can see it coming about, right. and that's why we're talking about these things, that people might recognize the Bible is true, everything Jesus said is right about himself, there's no other name under heaven by which a person can be saved, and, and we, we need the hope of the Lord Jesus Christ. Bible prophecy, prophecy ultimately proves the Bible to be true. Imagine this, the things that we, we read about prophetically were written 2,000, 2,500 years ago, 3,000 years ago, 3,500 years ago, and everything just happens to be working out exactly as the Bible said, over 800 signs. Right. You know, how could that possibly perfectly. be? Yeah, yeah. perfectly. 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 Right. Even nations lining up. Right. Um, Want to switch subjects? Sure. You have something else to add? Oh, no, no. Before That's we okay. Go. Do you nope. have something? No, go, go ahead. ahead. You no. look like you do. I'm good. No, you're serious. You do. Positive. Go ahead. You sure? <laughs> All right. This is your last chance. Last chance, I'm good. Okay, yeah. so I want to switch over to the rapture, because you okay. mentioned the rapture. Okay, um, is the rapture... Oh my gosh, you know what I was turning to? No. The rapture. Oh, you were? <laughs> oh, that's great. See, <laughs> praise the Lord. That's fantastic. So let's talk about the rapture. Um, what is it? And you have it in the Bible. It's actually in the Bible. You think it's in the Bible. I, I'm pretty sure it's in the Bible. I know it's in the Bible, <laughs> but what is the rapture? The rapture uh, is this thing that we're waiting for. I mean, it's the, the hope of Christians everywhere uh, that the Lord's going to come back. He's going to raise the, the people who have died as Christians. They're going to raise them from the dead, those of us who are alive and remain, which I, I'm hoping we get to see that, but who knows. Um, we're going to be caught up in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, and we're going to be with the Lord in the clouds. We're going to stay with the Lord forever. Um, and it's an incredible thing. We actually get to come back with the Lord, which is really cool. And, and that's uh, something that's yet to come. But there's this hope that we have, this thing that we can comfort one another with. Apparently your mic's cutting out. My mic is cutting out. All right. There is this hope that we have, this comfort that we can give one another to comfort each other with the words that Christ is coming back, that he is going to raise the dead to life. He's going to rapture the church. And... This is something that we actually, he doesn't want us to be ignorant of. He wants us to know these things because these things are going to happen. Um, not only does he want us to know them, but he wants us to talk about it. And it's amazing to me how many people don't want to talk about it. They're, oh, I don't want to talk about those things. It's scary stuff. It's not scary at all. This stuff is actually incredibly exciting. Yeah, amen. So the Bible, what does the Bible actually say? Because a lot of people will still challenge and say, well, the Bible doesn't actually say these things. So what does it actually say? Yeah, it says, it says in... Uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, it says in verse 13, I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep. These are the people I said, they've, they've fallen asleep. In other words, they're Christians and they passed away in their physical they bodies. They've died. So I don't want you to be ignorant of those who fall asleep, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. And that's just an incredible truth that people have loved ones who have passed that didn't know the Lord. Mm -hmm. And that's sad, but we 
know that those who have fallen asleep, we have this incredible hope in Jesus. For if we believe Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring him those who sleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means proceed or precede these who are those who are asleep. For the Lord himself, listen to this incredible, exciting news. The Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another Amen. with these words. Amen. So let me ask you this. So a few things are in here. One of them is comfort one another with these words. I think, okay, what kind of comfort would it be if you're told you're going into the great tribulation? That's the part where God is judging the world and saving Israel. So is there a comfort in it? There wouldn't be a comfort. Therefore, comfort one another with these words because you're going to get, you're going to go into the trip. wouldn't make any sense. So it's comfort one another with these words because you will be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. Right? Right. Before the God's wrath begins on this planet. Now I have I, okay, I have people who, who will sit there and they'll say to me, Well, well, wait a minute. Um, every there's suffering and, and persecution that happens all over the world. So why are we not going to go through suffering and persecution? That's not what we're talking about. Right. We could go through suffering and persecution right now. The tribulation is God's wrath, which is entirely different from man's persecution and suffering we go through as human beings, isn't it? Right. Well, and, and the thing is, we have to understand that when we signed up for this, when we, we raised our hand and said, yes, uh, Jesus can come into my life. I, I've believed in my heart. I've confessed with my mouth that Jesus is Lord. Uh, and so now I'm saved. That what I signed up for was this understanding of, of what the Lord told us. He said, you will experience trials. You will experience tribulation. You, will, you need to count the cost before you serve me. You're going to have to pick up your cross daily. A cross is a symbol of suffering. It's a symbol of torture. It's a symbol of death. Um, we have to die to ourselves and understand that, that life isn't always going to be peaches and cream. We have some great days. We have some bad days. You know? but, but we're promised that we're going to go through these, these things. The world hated Jesus, so they're going to hate us. These are, these are things that are realities, but we have this hope of being with the Lord. He is a conquering king, and we get to come back with him when he conquers. And there's a lot of people, they see these tribulations, they see all this hardship, and they think, well, we must be in it then. We must be in there, the tribulation. There are people that think we are in the tribulation, people who have read their Bible. And it's, it's not interpreting the Bible correctly is where the problem is there. Right. Um, they've heard some things and misapplied them. They think that this current event is one of the events of the tribulation period, which it's not. Um, and in this, Paul even begins with, I do not be ignorant. God wants us to know. Right. He wants us to be wise and read. In fact, Daniel even says, in that day, speaking of the last of the last days, the wicked will continue to do wickedly. They'll just continue in their sin, increasing more and more. But Daniel says, but the wise will see it and understand. The wise are going to have the aha moments. And, and the Lord is talking about the wise in the, in the word who can put together, who have read the scriptures, who know, uh, just as was uh, written uh, way back in Chronicles, that the sons of Issachar uh, knew 
of the sign of the times. They knew what Israel ought to do. They understood the time, knew what Israel ought to do. Same way, you can understand the times because you read the Bible. God wants us to. He doesn't want us to be ignorant. He wants us to, we're not in the tribulation period yet. People need to be saved, and Jesus is coming again. Right, he's coming again, and when he, when he comes back to get the church, we're going to see, so we've been talking a lot about these things that are going on, of, of course, uh, that work, that supernatural work of delusion that really is what explains a lot of what's going on, the way people are thinking the way they're thinking, but we know that there, there's going to come a point in time where that supernatural work of delusion is going to be in full effect, yeah. where just people all over the world will, you know, you talk to them and you're like, hello, right. you know, uh, we're going to see that take place. Um, but we're also seeing, I believe, the beginning of the separation from the wheat and the tares, the true believers from the false yeah. believers. We're seeing that, and never has it been more clear. All the issues that are going on politically, all these issues that people will sit around the, the dinner table at Thanksgiving and fight with their loved ones, and mm -hmm. you know, when family comes together, well, I think this and I think that. Well, really what you're seeing is there is this separation. Just like Jesus said in, in Matthew chapter 10, he says, I will set a... a Mother, you know, a father against his son, a mother-in-law against a daughter-in-law. A man's enemies will be those of his own household. Uh, when you come in contact with Jesus, you're either for him or you're against him. And some people will say, well, I'm for him, but they're really not for him, and they're just flying a banner of Christianity. And times like this right now are going to show who the true believers are. Mm -hmm. And we're seeing that, that take place. And there will come a point in time where that separation is complete. Would, do you think that it's possible right now that the church is going through, is being judged by God? Oh, I think certainly it's possible. Um, but I, I believe what God is doing right now is shaking the church. I believe he's, he's getting the church to wake up. And, and I, I know a lot of, of your viewers right now, they're at home going, yeah, I see that too. I, I'm, I'm opening my Bible more. I'm praying more. I'm sharing my faith more. I bet you many of you are doing that, and you're like, uh-huh, yep, this, is, this has been an active part of my life because I see what God's doing. Yeah. And so I do believe he's shaking the church up right now, getting us to, those of us who have been kind of like on autopilot and just kind of going around mm -hmm. life, he's going, no, that's not enough. I, I want relationship. I want you thinking about me. I want you talking about me. I want you spending time with me. And a lot of people are yeah. waking up and doing that. Yeah. So I, I look at it also, Tim, I think uh, that God the Father spared not his son. And what he, what Jesus went through for our salvation and what has happened in uh, the world that I live in, in America, it's where we live, is you look and you go, the things that are done now in the name of Christ and thinking what Christ did in order to garner our salvation and you think, God is, it's like, look, Christian, wake up and realize just how costly your salvation was. Because church has been very easy in America, oh, for the most part. Right. You look at China, not so easy. You look at Islamic countries, not so easy. You start looking around, you find out in, in much of Europe, it's, it's not so easy. In fact, you're, there's a lot of ridicule, mocking that goes on there. Right. If, you're, if you're a believer and you look at America soft um i would say uh, when i look at where we've been uh, i think you could describe the church as a whole in the western world being lukewarm which is exactly how the bible describes the church would be when the the lord's coming yeah. 
So we live in, in times that are, that are concerning. And, uh, but the Bible does speak of the rapture. And I want to I come back to the rapture because of people who, who are worried about the mark of the beast. And they're worried whether or not they missed the rapture. Right. Um, so let's talk about the mark of the beast, ID 2020. So, uh, and whatever else. You know, all the, the laws of Agenda 2030. Right. Uh, in fact, Agenda 2030 has a lot of the plan in it is what we're watching happen, which right. makes me think there's got to be some people that are controlling this thing behind the scenes that are the most powerful people in the world because these things are all coming about. Right. Um, think, it, wasn't, it was only a few weeks ago, uh, uh, two months ago, when people in America, conservatives especially, even a lot of uh, uh, Democrats too, were worried about Bernie Sanders, what he was going to bring and the socialism he was going to bring to America. Uh, we have surpassed anything Bernie Sanders ever mentioned he was going to do. Right. The, between the trillions of dollars that are going out and supermarket lines and empty shelves in the, in the supermarkets, um, all, all these things, you go, just like that. Right. And we're past what Bernie Sanders thought. Right, just in just a couple of weeks. Incredible. Yeah, it is, it is incredible. Okay, Mark of the Beast, ID 2020, Agenda 2030, all these things. So ID 2020... Um, Bill Gates, UN, other individuals involved, funding and planning and moving forward with an identification, a digital identification, and a vaccination combined. So somebody would get vaccinated, and then they'd have proof of a, an identification, so it's proof that they've been vaccinated. The remarkable thing is we're hearing about this now. This has been in the work for quite some time. In fact, it was 2018 when I first started talking about it, and it was in the works before then, called ID 2020, which I think the intent is to have it fully engaged by 2030. Interesting, Agenda 2030 and all these other things. Right. So a, a vaccine that says, it, let, let, let me put it into a, a working context. Uh, I like to travel to Israel. So do you. So I want to go on a plane to Israel. Um, I see it coming around like this. You are, yes, absolutely you can go to Israel. Uh, but you're only going to go to Israel if you get this shot. And you get this ID that proves that you have received this. Um, and I believe it will also work out into other um, parts of society too, not just travel, um, getting into stores eventually. Well, we know it's right. going to happen because Revelation 13 tells us that you're not going to be able to buy or sell. Right. So you look at this, and right now, but I do think that this an ID 2020 or something like that is coming super fast as soon as we can see the other side of COVID-19. I think it's coming that fast. Oh, sure. And so yeah. with that, so let's say we're six months down the road. Uh, I'm going to go to Israel. I have to have a shot and get an ID on my right hand or on my forehead. What do you think? <laughs> well, <laughs> Don't go to Israel? Yeah, well, this is the question a lot of people are asking. Is it the mark of the beast? You know, ID 20. So maybe, maybe some of your listeners are listening going, what, is, what are you talking about? There's going to be some sort of ID. I mean, this is, like you said, it's been in the works for a long time. This is, when I first started talking about this with people, they're going, oh, you have lost it, Pastor yeah. Tim. There is no way that there's little microchips inside a vaccine that they're giving us um, that's just so science fiction. And yet this is the true reality of it. It's very easy for anybody to research the validity of, of that. It's ID2020.com. I mean, it's really simple to go look at it. Uh, these vaccinations cost 17 cents per person and they've already done a billion of them. And so if, if it's that simple, you think about it. So a billion people 
what is that in terms yeah. of dollars? You know, it's, it's, it's dollars was nothing because we nothing. just spent two, just printed two trillion dollars, right? And about ready to print two trillion more. So right. what's a, a a billion people at seventeen cents is not that much. Multiply that times to get to five billion, six billion, seven billion. It's not a lot of money. Right. Right, and so you know they look at it as this is a humanitarian issue. Um, this will, for your safety. For your safety. Um, for those people who live in some of the third world type countries that can't afford to even go get an ID, now they've got a digital ID. It's inside them, so we can help them set up bank accounts and all sorts of stuff. They're looking at this as though this is a good thing that that a worldwide organization can provide. Now, is it the mark of the beast? Honestly, I doubt it is personally, uh, but I think what this is, is this is a conditioning of people to receive these types of things, so that way they're, they're conditioned, when the time comes, it'd be very easy to, to just go in that yeah. direction. Yeah. I what do you think? I totally think it's conditioning. Yeah. And I've thought a lot about this. In fact, I'm going to do a message just on this uh, pretty soon. In fact, this week, uh, I have James uh, Cadiz twice, so next week I'm going to do one on, I've, I've uh, is this an experiment, what we're, what we're dealing with right now? Put it into the context of globalism, because I think that's where we're going. But with the mark of the beast, is this the mark of the beast? I say, uh, if it's happening in six months, no. Here's what we need to remember with the Bible, is before anyone receives the mark of the beast, Revelation tells us there's an angel that flies from heaven all around the globe Warning everybody, do not receive the mark of the beast lest you perish forever. That angel ain't here yet. Right. If all of a sudden I'm standing in line to get the vaccination and there's an angel that starts saying that, you better believe I'm not going to do that, right? right? But the Bible tells us. So we're not at that place yet. That angel is not here yet shouting out. It also takes place at the midpoint of the tribulation. So we need to put it into the context uh, of where it falls in the Bible. So I would say it's being biblically responsible. Um, those are not here yet. Uh, the beast is, uh, the mark of the beast is also um, an outward expression of the inside. On the inside, I've received Jesus. On the outside, listen, it is a, it is a deliberate act of worship when it becomes the mark of the beast. Right now, if somebody were to tell me, get a vaccination and we're going to have an ID, that proves you had a vaccination so you can travel to Israel. At this point, I would say I, I wouldn't be happy about it. I can guarantee you I'm not going to be happy right. about it, right? But it's coming. I, I, I know it's coming. Right. Um, and it's going to start to, it's gonna start to f affect other things that we are going to do. Um, but we're not at the mark of the beast place yet. I have not been asked to, to uh, recant my worship of Jesus Christ and worship the Antichrist. They haven't arrived there yet. We haven't arrived there yet. I worship the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to be responsible with his word. His word is our road, our road map, and I'm going to move forward. But I think you hit the nail on the head. We are being conditioned, and this puts us so close. I think what it is with bothering a lot of people, dangerously close it seems. Right. And, and, and the terminology is being used on the control, and it, this is global. It is not about... It's going to be a local area. It's not just for your pets anymore. It's not for people with Alzheimer's uh, anymore. It's for everybody. And you aren't going to be able to do certain things unless you have it. Uh, you're, uh, there's also an app I heard uh, that I, I think you may have alerted me to it. Somebody did. 
Uh, it's between Google and um, Apple, I believe it is, where your phones are going to talk to everybody right. in the room. Right. And if there's somebody in the room that hasn't been vaccinated, everybody's going to know. It works out something like that. Right. So you're going to be ratted out. You're in a group of 10 people. Oh, no. You're, uh-oh, you're the bad citizen. On comes the social shaming. The social shaming, the good citizen, bad citizen, takes right. us back to the days of Nazi Germany. Right. Amen. Tim, it's been great having you with us uh, this evening. Thank you for having um, me out. I can't wait to have you back out again. Uh, next week, James Cadiz is going to be here. Uh, that's always exciting. And uh, we're, we're going to keep moving forward like this. Uh, but before we go, do you have any final words for, for our viewers? Yes. Yes. So uh, many, many people are, are thinking, am, am I in the time? Am I in those seven years? Am we in the tribulation time? And I just want to remind you that, that if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, you've received him as your Lord and your Savior, you're not going to go through that. The Bible tells us that in order for that time to even begin, in order for the Antichrist to be revealed, something important is going to take place. It is the rapture. It is the, the idea of the work of the Holy Spirit in the church here on earth. That has to be removed. And the way that happens is us being raptured up. And so you don't have to worry about that right now. The, the mark of the beast, if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, you don't have to worry about that. The main thing you need to be concerned with right now is talking to your unsafe friend, talking to your unsafe family member, and making sure they receive the mark of Christ in them, that they are covered by the blood of the, of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the main thing that you and I as believers have to be concerned with right now. Amen. Thank you very much. Uh, and Tim, Pastor Tim is absolutely right. Listen, I want to encourage you, make sure that you click on the like on this video and also make sure that you share this with other people. It's very important that you share it. And also, if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel yet, please do. Pastor Tim, you also have a YouTube channel. Our Watch? Yes, Our Watch Now. It says Our Watch with Tim Thompson on YouTube. On YouTube. Yeah. Uh, watch Tim's. He has fantastic videos on there. And uh, this is great, great having you here. Listen, Jesus is coming. We don't know when. We need to be ready. Listen, until next time, God bless. Thanks for listening and being a part of this week's podcast. Before you go, I'd like to invite you to visit our website, hopeforourtimes.com, and check out the many resources we have to offer. On our website, we have books, DVDs, and daily news articles that will always keep you up to date on the times we're living in. If you'd like to see the video version of this week's podcast, you can find us at Hope For Our Times on YouTube. God bless, and we'll talk to you next time.